Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks on this 229th podcast, and we're still in Psalm 37, and I'm glad about that. Man, Psalm 37 has been great, Stephanie Wesco. How are you this morning? I'm doing well, Doug. How are you? All right, so what's going on, man? How's the? Uh, how's your life? How's your boogerage? I mean, what's up? What's happening? I just love the way you phrase that. I mean, it it doesn't leave much to the imagination. It does not. <laughs> well, I think I'm doing pretty well. Um, we are enjoying um, Christmas season. I know when this plays, Christmas season, I think is it's gone. trying to pass. But you know what? I don't. I don't like that. Christmas, we set this time limit on, um, you know, Christmas Day comes and Christmas is over. No, the joy of Christ's birth. I mean, the wise men didn't come till Jesus was a young child. So let's not make Christmas end with Christmas Day. Um, I know the Hicks have a, they, they have this 12 days of Christmas thing that, I don't know if they still do it, but when, when their kids were younger, they started their 12 days of Christmas with Christmas Day. And would take that through the first week of January. And um, Mrs. Hicks um, is so creative um, with all the special sweet things she's always done with her kids to make Christmas special. Um, But to me, Christmas isn't about just Christmas Day or the month of December. Um, You know, we need to take the joy and the hope of Christmas into the beginning of a new year. um, As we enter a new year without that hope and joy. Yes. That's what gives us a reason to live is the hope and joy that Jesus Christ brought with when he came to earth. So whenever you're listening to this podcast, find that same hope and joy of the Christmas season. Listen to Christmas carols, you know, yeah. Christmas carols bring joy to my heart. Oh, man. And um, so let's let let's around for that matter. I mean, who says you can only listen to Joy to the World the month of December? That's right. And there is no such rule. You know, Elvis oh. Presley got this right. Elvis Presley said, why can't every day be like Christmas? Yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, Elvis had this right, man. Why can't every day be like Christmas? And uh, that's what I'm talking about. And so... Uh, so what else is going on with you? So, you know, I guess as we start into this new year, you're going to be pretty busy and, uh, the kids have a lot going on in school. So what grade is everybody in right now? I mean, well, put it this way. What's your highest grade? What's your lowest grade? Okay. So I have high school, eighth grade, seventh grade, um, fifth, fourth, um, third, First and kindergarten, I believe, is where we currently stand. Or not kindergarten. Emmy's not kindergarten. She's um, K-4. So, yeah. 
first in K four. She so, told me she told yeah. me the other night she hates school. It's too much on her. <laughs> <laughs> That's because Emmeline thinks she should be able to play with her dolls and Strawberry, who's her little pony, who um you know, she's she's at that stage where she's hearing her siblings are throwing socks at her and she doesn't know how to process them all. And they're all, you know, waxing eloquent with their spiritual knowledge. And um, she came to me in tears the other day and is like, I don't want Strawberry to die. And I'm like, Strawberry's a stuffed animal, but to her, Strawberry is a live pony. And... Um, and I said, Emmy, it's okay. You don't have to cry about that. You need to go to sleep. But, um, yeah, she, she'd rather play in her play world that I love seeing her imagination. Um, so, but she does amazing at school. She's brilliant. Um, it's just that she would rather play than do school. Yeah. So. Wow. Wow. Well, uh, we certainly think Emmy is brilliant on this end as well. And uh, so, so school is going on, life is going on, everything's going on. And uh, so here we are, we're in Psalm 37. You know, I think we just saw the contrast that, that God had drawn between the wicked and the righteous. We, we just came through that. We just looked at that. And now we're going to see, I think, more of a contrast. I think it continues on. I think we continue to see what's happening here. Um you know, between the righteous and the wicked, you know, their eternal destinies. I think, I think this psalm ends in a great way and sends us off in a great way. And so, Stephanie, why don't you, uh, unless you got anything you want to say before we get going, uh, I was going to ask you to start reading at 27 and finish up the psalm. So we're at Psalm 37. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever but the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom and his tongue talketh of judgment. The law of God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watcheth the righteous and seeketh to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. I have seen the wicked in great power, and spreading himself in great bay tree, yet he passed away, and lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him, and he could not be found. Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed forever. The end of the wicked shall be cut off, but the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble, and the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. Praise God, but the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. Brethren, I tell you, because they trust in him, I, I like that. He should deliver them from the wicked and save them. And uh, I think as we go into this podcast, so you just read the end of 37, Stephanie. You just, the contrast continues on. I mean, what came to your mind as you read through that? Wow. Well, I think one of the things that came to my mind is um, what God, it, verse 
29 yeah. through 31 are a challenge to me. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forevermore. Then God says, the mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom and his tongue talketh of judgment. Yeah. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. And that should be, I want that to be my goal. Yeah. I want that to be what my life exemplifies, that my mouth speaks wisdom, that my tongue speaks of judgment, of of God, who he is. I want his law to be in my heart. And, you know, the only way our steps will not slide is if that's our focus and we're human. So we're going to have those down moments. We, yeah. we learned about that earlier in the chapter, but that's my heart's desire is that that would be what exemplifies my life is, is God's wisdom that he controls my tongue, that his law is in my heart. Um, and then God says, obviously verse 32, we know the wicked watch us yeah. and it says he will seek to slay him. Wow. And then verse 33, God says, The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. The wicked are dead. They're, gonna, they're going to um, seek to slay us. <laughs> yeah, and that, Be that, that term, like whatever an animal, form. like hunting an animal down and killing it and slaying it. I mean, that's what's coming to my mind. And, and that's what the wicked want to do. They want to slay us. They want to yeah. ruin us. They want to take us to a bad place. They want to you know, do all those types of things, but God's got our backs and, uh, and, and God's got those things. And, and, you know, the contrast is real folks. Those people who are unsaved and wicked and those people who are saved and wicked, God's going to get them. And, uh, you know, they need to repent of these sins. You know, even saved people are going to stand judgment, Stephanie. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> and, you know, I wonder if some of these people who think they're all this and, they're some of the most insecure people you've ever met in your life. Uh, you you got to wonder if some of those folks are saved even, or if they're just yeah. hirelings. You know, they're out there, and you got to wonder about that. It's like this guy's running for Senate, and by the time we hear this, well, I think the election will be a day or two from now by the time this podcast plays in Georgia. <clears throat> and uh, the great football coach, uh, Tony Dungy, He's known to be a Christian man. He led the Colts to a Super Bowl victory, played for the Steelers, coached Tampa Bay, and turned them into a really good team in the 90s. Uh, but he turned around, and someone asked them a question uh, about this pastor who's running it for a Senate position. He calls himself a Baptist pastor in Atlanta. And somebody asked a question about him. They said, uh, you know, do, don't you believe that this guy is pastor? He says, yeah, I believe he's a pastor. I just don't believe he's a Christian. And and folks, it can happen. I mean, when you're out there talking about killing babies, when you're out there slaying people, when you're out there spreading rumors, when you're out there making calls and not checking on them, when you're trying to hurt people intentionally, when you're you're a part of this, you know, you got to wonder, Stephanie. You got to wonder about some of these people. Yeah. I mean, don't no you ever ask that question? Are these people even saved? I mean, has that has that yeah. ever crossed your mind? Oh, more times than I can count. Yeah, because I, I, you know, there has to be some kind of, and I know, you know, our hearts get hurt. And, you know, one of the easiest things to say is I wonder if these people are saved.
But the reality about their lies, the reality about their rumors, the reality about their disinformation, the reality uh, about their disingenuous spirit, the reality of all that, the reality of all that, you know, it makes you ask these questions. That's what the reality does. And uh, it makes yeah. you ask these questions. And so, uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, but the transgressions shall be destroyed together. In the end, the wicked shall be cut off. Uh, so we're promised, we're promised something. You know, David gets out there in 35 and says, I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading yeah. himself like, like a green bay tree that just grows everywhere and just gets wider and wider and stronger. Yet he passed away and lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. I mean, what do you think of that? I think there's, I, I have to wonder who David's referring to here. Yeah. If he's speaking here as a prophet or if he's speaking here because he has seen this. Yeah. And if, if this is referring to something he has seen, who's he referring to? Is it to Saul? I think so. I don't know. Um, but he says, you know, they were powerful. They were in control. They thought they had life by the tail. And then he says, yet he passed away, and lo, he was not. He talks about this as past tense. Yeah, he's, him, he, he's talking about... And he and, could and not be found. They're worth nothing. They're of no value now. That's well, what he's and, saying. And they lived their life. They were God great. They were this. They were yeah. that. Yet there's nothing left behind. Well, and it's it's that sense in which God God cannot bless the wicked. Yeah. He cannot bless their sin. And I think there's a there's a huge sense here where this passage gives us confidence when we pray. When we pray against evil, mm. when we go to war in our prayer closets, and we better be going to war in our prayer closets, because we certainly know that the Satanists and those people are going to wear war and their perverted forms of prayer closets. And the only way we are going to see God work, I believe, he's waiting on us as his people to go to war in prayer. And these Psalms should give us confidence. These verses, verses 35 and 36, should give us confidence God will not bless the wicked. He will not bless lying. He will not bless deceit. He will not bless fraud. Be that in a Christian or a lost person. We need to pray with confidence. And that's, that takes the eye of faith because I'll tell you this last week, there was many times I found myself wanting to pray and I couldn't even find words. All that was coming out again was God help. That was all that I could get out. And, um, you know, when you wake up in the middle of the night in panic attacks and it feels like you can't even wake up and your mind and your heart is already got a thousand pounds of weight on it, of burden and God help is all that comes out. But if that God help is cried out in faith, yeah, Changes knowing that we have a great high priest, yeah, that's okay. And so if that's all you can get out at those moments, cry it out. Yeah, it changes and, everything, yeah. Yes, and cry that out with confidence that we serve a God. We, we serve the God that inspired these psalms. We serve the God that inspired the end of the wicked shall be cut off, but the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. 
He is their help in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them. Why? Now, we lost you for a minute. You, you faded when you said because. We lost you after that. Okay, I said because they trust in him. That verse 40 ends with why God will help and deliver and save. It's, it's our trust. It is. It's about trust. It's about it's about that prayer. Sometimes just saying the word God help, God, uh, being in that prayer closet, being in that time. I mean, you know, uh, again, we put ourselves out there. You and I have had times over the last couple months where we've just just been able to yell out God. And yeah. uh, and and that's enough. You know, that's been enough just to be able to yell out. God has been enough. And uh, that's all we needed to do. That's all we needed. And I think that, you know, I think that we got to get out of this. We, the mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom and his tongue talketh of judgment. You know, we, we talk, we live, we act, we, we're in a different realm. The contrast is real here in 37. You know, the righteous are inheriting eternal life. The righteous are going on forever and ever. The righteous all these things, and that evil guy died, and listen, it's all over. There's nothing left. You can be a great man on earth, but without Christ, with, when, you're, when you're working without Christ, it's all over. There's nothing there. Without Christ, yeah. It's just the same as a bunch of rags. It's no good. We truly are nothing without him. Yeah. He alone, he alone brings us where we're going. He alone takes us to that place. He alone uh, makes us upright. He alone... And, and, you know, there are people listening right now, Stephanie, who are hurt and their hearts are hurt. Their, their bodies are hurt. They've been through terrible things. They've seen terrible things. They've, they've fought in many cases. You know, some of the people listening are, have been in the military and they've fought against wicked dictators and leaders and countries and all that. Yet they need to know that the God they serve is great. The God they serve is going to take them through. The God they serve is all they need. And, and, you know, and, and there's some, sadly, who've been through the greatest hurt that are listening to us. They, they've been molested by family members. They've been hurt. They've been beat. They've been, and, and you know, there's the wicked, the wicked, they don't get anything from God. That's not eternal. And your identity is first in Christ. I know we say that all the time. And uh, we talked about identity, I think, three series ago. And we talked about it heavy when we were down there with Pastor Redland at, at the college. And, but, but I think this continues to go on that we need to understand our identity is on the good side of this wicked uh, in the upright. You know, yeah. our, our identity is in a good place on this. Our, our identity is in a great place on this. Our identity uh, is with God. It, it continues to go on. It, it continues uh, to live on. It continues uh, you know, we think the wicked prospers. And I think this psalm has all been about what we think. All been about, uh, you know, how we feel. And then we see 10 times, I think, in this psalm, and I, I was trying to look it up real quick, but I think 10 times the word wicked is mentioned. The wicked don't come out well here, Stephanie. The, the, the wicked, they're not coming out of this well. And but but the godly, but those of us with eternal life, those of us trusting God, those of us living upright, those of us who are going to make the day about God, those of us who wake up and say today's God, those of us who wake up and say, uh, Lord, I need to die daily of the sin of this world. I need to die daily of the th wicked people who put things in my heart. 
I need to die daily of them and I need to make my life about you. I mean, isn't yeah. that what this is all about is making our lives about Christ and making it eternal and making it. And, you know, far too often we worry about the wicked dude or the wicked do that. Don't you think? <laughs> do that. Um, I think we that's where Satan wants our focus to be, because we we can't be looking. Um, I heard someone talking about that it was in relation to election fraud, but they were referring to the fact of. They were trying to watch two different in the position they were put as a quote unquote watcher. It was impossible for them to watch what was going on because they, he said it was like you would have to look at New York and California at the same time mm. to opposite ends of the country as far as we um, want him to, you know, you have to stand here. And it's like, I can't see everything from there. But it makes me think of this scenario in the sense of we cannot be looking at, let's say, the North and the South at once. We can't be looking heavenwards and at the prince of this world, the prince of the darkness of this world at the same time. We cannot be filled with light and darkness at once. One or the other is where our focus is. And I think that's where Hebrews 12 two comes into play where Paul admonishes us looking unto Jesus. Yeah. He's the author and finisher of our faith. He's the one where our eyes have to be fixed. And if our eyes stay fixed on him and him as the word, you know, John presents Jesus right out of the gate as the word. And that's why he gave us our Bibles, because that is the living word that is is there to fill us, to encourage us, to help us. That's where we get these Psalms. And Satan knows that. That's why throughout the centuries he has tried to keep people from reading their Bibles. And yesterday um, the Lord reminded me through preaching that being busy, doing good things, all of those things, none of those are substitutes for that time spent with Jesus in his word. None of that substitutes for that time spent in prayer with him because no good deeds we do as Christians count for anything if they're done in our flesh. That's right. It's all about Jesus Christ, and that's what leads to the salvation being of the Lord, him being our strength. And that's where that trust comes, where we see God help and deliver and save, because that's where our trust comes from, yeah. is when we are in his word and we make his word our foundation. Well, and you know, it goes back to when I was in the army, there was a set of rules, there was a regulation. We had to know that regulation. We had to study that regulation. We had to know what the enemy looked like. We had to know what the enemy felt like. We had to know what the enemy smelled like. We had to know what the enemy attacks looked like. We needed to know what the direction of the enemy was coming from, and it became real to us. And I believe God's word over and over again points to we need to know. We need to have an understanding. We need to be in God's word. We need to study God's word. We need to write it down. It needs to be part of our lives. And in that great verse, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Was God. And, and folks, uh, you know, and, and how does it start over there in Genesis? Uh, what's the in first the verse? In, what's the first verse in Genesis one? In the beginning, God created yeah. the heavens and the earth. Folks, make your day in the beginning, God. 
read your word, study your word, you know, not only listen to this podcast, and we're glad you listen to this podcast. We're thrilled about it. Uh, but we also want you to be studying your word, reading your word, um, <clears throat> praying, you know, make, take the time to hop into all this stuff and get to know God, get to live God, be with God. We need a song. We need a verse. We, I think we need, uh, I don't know, fear not my child. Is that right to finish Psalm 37 with? Or yeah. You th- well, why don't we do that? Why don't we do a verse of fear not my child? Uh, and then we'll move on from there. Okay. Sometimes I wake with pain and fear of dying. It hurts so bad, no answers here to find. But then I hear my Savior softly speaking. Trust me, my child, I'm right here by your side. Fear not, my child, I've walked the path you're walking. Fear not, my child, I'll carry you along. Fear not, my child, and trust in me eternal. Your faith's reward, your comfort, and your song. Praise God. Listen, folks, I got a treat for you. Go out to Google and type in Fear Not My Child, Stephanie Wesco, and a professional recording of this song will come up. Listen to it for free. Enjoy it. Hey, listen, we love you, folks. What an honor it is to study the Bible with you and go through every day with you. And remember there in Psalm 37, there's a contrast between the righteous and the wicked. And you want to stay on the righteous side. You want to stay on the right side of that. Hey, listen, in just a second, we're going to tell you all you need to know to be saved. Make sure you listen to every word. We love you, folks. Come out and visit us, if you would, at uh, WoundedSpirits.com or Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.